Hello, and welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a Revolutionary Girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing all right. And today we are here for a very special episode of Imagine Me and Utena. Imagine that, if you will, in the way that they say every episode of Clone High is a very special episode. This is part one of our campaign in the Revolutionary Girl Usuna tabletop RPG. Uh, it is a what? What would you call this, Yasha? What the like? What it? What is it in, in comparison <laughs> to the the original book? It's like a plug-in um, or something. Yeah, it's like it's like a plug-in to the BSM book, Big Eyes, Small Mouth. Uh, that was a role-playing system that was around in the late nineties, early two thousands. And yes, I, I am also here with Yasha, our game master, who will be <laughs> taking us through this tour of Otori in this campaign. And we are also here uh, with several, and by several I mean two, other <laughs> members of our party. We are here with Abby. Hello! And Cass! Yoroshiku nagashimasu! <laughs> both both uh, veterans of this show here to participate in our party, and we have all created our own original characters. But before we tell you about them, I'm going to have Yasha explain a little more about this game and things related to it. <laughs> so there's not a heck of a lot to explain to anybody who's familiar with role, like tabletop role-playing, it's a very simple tabletop role-playing game. Uh, like I said, came out in the early 90s, uh, or not early 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, and was basically the role-playing game for anime. So the rules are written specifically to be able to pull off the kinds of things that you see in anime. And we have the character, two of them anyway, the the plugins for Revolutionary Girl Utena. There were three, but the third one has been lost to time. If um, you or anyone you know has information on the third big eyes, small mouth plugin for Revolutionary Girl Utena, contact us at imagineandutena at gmail.com. Yes, because I would love to get my hands on that. So we're going to be playing in Otari. And I decided to add a little mechanic of my own to the game because we have access to the actual Japanese tarot cards that were made for the show. And Oh, you said that you were using a tarot card deck. I did not realize that you were using the Revolutionary Girl Utsuna tarot card deck. Yeah. Maximum Revolution. Just the Major Arcana. And what I'm going to do is everybody gets a card to flip at some point during the game. And if they do, it may be good, it may be bad, but it will be chaotic. So that'll be fun. Do you know what our cards are? No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that that matters very much, but I was curious. No, I don't know. So if somebody chooses to use them, then... I'm going to have to think up on the spot how to fit whatever that card means into the game. So that's, that's a fun challenge for me. But I like chaos. That's that's how I roll. 
<laughs> How you roll like a dice. <laughs> Which we'll be using multiple times. Yeah. The good thing about this system is unlike a lot of other tabletop systems, this only uses two dice and they are both D6 dice. So they're like your standard dice that would come with any sort of game that uses a dice. Yep. It's a very simple game, like stats wise, like character building wise. It's really, really simple to play. And to be honest, like it's not my favorite system. But it's a pretty decent system for beginners. So if you're interested in getting into tabletop games, digging up the BESM books and running an anime campaign is not the worst choice in the world. And you have both of the first and second books of the Revolutionary Girl Usuna plugin on Empty Movement. Yes, we do in the Historia Arcana section. So you can grab those whenever you want on a scandal mall. And this being a good system for beginners is great because Abby and I are both pretty new to tabletop role-playing. I have never, this will be the very first game that I actually get to play, not for lack of trying, but this is going to be my first time playing an RPG. And Abby, you've you said that you have played before? Yeah, I played one, like, one-off D&D session. Like, the first campaign they did, in Taz and the Adventure Zone, like that kind okay. of difficult one, I did not. Really the like the Mines of Fandel. Yeah, that one, that one. Yeah, but that's okay. it. It's been a while. <laughs> okay, but Alice and Cass here, I am assuming are uh, tabletop veterans, as is Yasha. We have played a lot of tabletop games. <laughs> we literally are in uh, two long-running campaigns for two different games right now, one of which I'm DMing. Nice. And Yasha, you are also quite the tabletop veteran. Because yeah. I, I know this because when I went to visit you one night, uh, you were gone because you were left to go play D&D. &D. Yep. <laughs> yep. Actually, um, I've been playing for 23 years with the same group, even. Oh, that's oh. cute. Yeah. And I mean, I love that. a lot of other groups, but that's the one that's super lasted. We've had lots of long running games and uh, I've DM'd for them. Every single one of us has been the DM at some point. I'm actually running a game for them called Numenon, which is really interesting because they play bugs in that game. <laughs> so there's a lot of licking things and eating things that doesn't normally happen in role-playing games. But I would like to give a shout out in this episode to the man who made this possible, Mr. Jeff Hayboots, who was the subscriber to the Patreon who put us over the limit to do this game because he likes to watch me flail, I I suppose. <laughs> Uh, I, I, okay. I'm glad. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate your support in all things, and I'm glad that we have an excuse to do this. Actually, because I had not thought about the fact that this was a goal on our Patreon for probably at least half a year, if not longer. <laughs> I completely forgot that this was on the table. You're not going to be flailing too, too much. You're going to be a notori. You know how that works. Yeah, I'm going to be flailing. <laughs> no, it's a nice comfy coffin. So, are y'all ready? <laughs> All right. Well, first we have to, we need to tell everyone about our characters. No, okay. not yet. I'm going to get you to do it in-game. Oh, okay. Oh. I, yep. I thought that we were going to do an introduction. All right. Nope, nope. 
we're gonna do it in game because you get to choose how much the other players know about you so my fictional life is in your hands (laughs) so yesterday the four of you were in class your classmates you know each other the four of you were in class and this girl busted into the room her hair and pigtails and she points to each of you 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 and you you are going to be extras in our play you need to be at the theater tomorrow and here you are backstage at the theater dressed up in you know like tin foily looking armor you're supposed to play an army they haven't given you any lines they just expect you to show up on the stage and pretend to fight someone or something so you're waiting in the back you're in the wings what do each of you look like do we want to roll initiative to see no, who, no. Goes first? who wants to go first yeah. i can go ahead and start Umeko Shimada, my character, is just sitting off to the side of the group. She is a little shorter than average. She's about four foot nine. Uh, she has kind of like swept back bangs, long black hair, green eyes. Very cute, but very a little bit clumsy. She's kind of her armor doesn't fit right. She does not look comfortable being here, and she is constantly muttering under her breath about how this is cutting into her valuable study hall time that she had blocked out for this afternoon. And it is incredibly inconsiderate of the drama club to kidnap people like this. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's have Alice next. Alice, what does your character look like and what is she doing? So I would tell you her actual name, but no one knows her actual name. Mm -hmm. She makes this very hard to find out, but she calls herself Okami is wearing a mask. It's like straight up Phantom of the Opera mask. Yes. <laughs> and um, she's like, she's got this ridiculously like heavy cloak and has at least three prop swords. None of them work together like one's a katana and one looks like some kind of fancy doing like rapier and one's just like a fucking gladius. <laughs> she has like multiple necklaces that all kind of don't work together or tangled into kind of knots and definitely still has her like a definitely still has a hoodie on underneath all of this. <laughs> so Who's Panda. Next? Oh it's you. Panda, it's you. What does your character look like and what is she doing backstage here? My character is uh Saki Sonabashi and she uh has teal blue green hair and she uh, is about probably, she's a little on the shorter side, even though she's uh, very clearly an athlete. She uh, is about five foot two, five foot three, and uh, a little like, not like, she's a, a little a little squishy, but not necessarily chubby. And she is, she is in one of these shiny tinfoil army uniforms and she is doing, uh, you know how Utena does those stretches when yeah. she's like in an awkward situation? That's what Saki's got going on <laughs> right now. She's, she's just doing some random stretches while they are waiting for things to happen all right and abby all right so my character aurelia kiryu is waiting with elegance in the wings beside everybody else 
Um, she makes that tinfoil uniform look good, like in a way that you really, really <laughs> expect, but she's a curio, so she makes it work. Um, she has shoulder length, um, dark brown hair with bright golden highlights, kind of those wavy anime bangs, as it were, and has blue eyes with golden flecks. Um, she's, you know, a little about Abby. I need you, Abby, I need you yeah. to say what it is, what, how you described her eyes on her character sheet. Oh, okay, okay. So she has cerulean orbs with golden flecks. <laughs> okay, continue. 10 out of 10. She th- continue. So she's 16 and is about average height, about 5'2". And what's notable is, you know, as she has this uniform on, she also has something that adds to its authenticity as she's carrying her golden foil as she's a member of the fencing club and is absently wondering a little bit why she has to get involved with the drama club. She's already in the fencing club, but here we are. She also um, has you know, at her feet her, her cat, Leopoldine, who is a Bengal kitty who follows her around and has bright golden eyes. Could you repeat that name for me? Leopoldine. Okay. Leopoldine! I love him! Yes, yes. Um, named after Victor Hugo's daughter who died in a drowning accident, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I was, and thank you for that. Lovely. All right. I think we know who wins the character creation process here. <laughs> you all win. You, you all, all win. win. Yay! So, you're waiting backstage in the wings. You can see something's going on on stage. You can't quite see it clearly because you're trying to stay out of the way so that people don't see you. But you hear a voice on stage dramatically wailing, Oh no, whoever will save me? The army is coming. And if you peek around the corner, you can see a familiar blonde head, you know, kind of languidly pressing her arm against her forehead. Just, oh no, my heart is broken. So clearly, clearly, this play is a vehicle for Nanami Kiryu herself to gain even more of the spot. <laughs> I mean, it, it's Nanami. I don't know what you expect me to do. Exactly. <laughs> it's what she deserves. And as you are, you know, kind of figuring out what's going on here, kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, I see how this goes. The same girl from before busts into the room, hair and pigtails. You know, actually, you've seen her hanging around the Nami. And she says, Toga won't come out of his room. He was supposed to play the prince who rescues Nami, and now we have no one. You four. You go and find a prince. Go and find a prince to, to rescue Nanami. We can't let the play fail. And she leaves. Umiko, like, as she's going, goes, why? <laughs> so. Do, do, do princes just languish about waiting to be found? It appears that you will have to pick someone to be a prince. You could pick one of the four of you, or you could pick somebody else. You know, I think that I think that uh, Utena Tenjo is just so prince-like. I really feel like she could fill this role if we asked her. Umiko's just going to look at uh, Saki and go like, you really want us to run all the way around the school for a play none of us wanted to be in when you could just go out there? You've got the haircut. Do you not have school (laughs) spirit? Should we not 
pick the best person for the job. I don't really feel, I don't know if I am the best person for the job. Aurelia totally scoffs at all this. It's like, well, I don't actually know um, who any of you are, but I'm here to say that I think I should go on because as a Kiryu, and Toga is not here, it is my duty. As you know, I would have been, if something happens in student council, I would be next to fill in this place. So it's only logical that I do it here. And it keeps us from wandering around this school haphazardly. <laughs> you know, I have to agree. <laughs> Umiko just like claps and just applauds this thing. Hugo <laughs> out there, be the prince you are in your heart. Oh, I, I don't know about that, but I'm all for getting this over with. <laughs> Okami, your thoughts. Look, Okami hasn't been paying know. attention. She's been scribbling in her sketchbook for the past ten minutes. She like looked up and just kind of like, I don't know why any of us are here. I'm only here because I felt awkward about not showing up, and <laughs> I feel like I've been here long enough, and I probably leave. All right, we could just leave. You could just leave. <laughs> we could just leave. You could. What about your duty to your fellow students? I have a duty to like four extracurricular activities, including the robotics club, which is meeting in like half an hour. So Okay. <laughs> we, there's like there's like four of us here. This is taking far too much time for Aurelia, so she's just kind of stamping stamping her foot like while this is going on. Okay. One of us obviously wants to do it. Let it be her, and then there, we did it. I agree with this plan. Alright. So, Aurelia, mm -hmm. you're going to play the prince? I'm going to play the prince. All right. And Saki, are you still going to stay in the army, or are you going to wander off with the rest of them? I think I'm going to stay in the army. I'm, I'm big on uh, supporting the arts. All right. <laughs> and Umeko and Okami, you guys are taking off? Uh, yeah, Umiko's just gonna ditch her costume, uh, grab Okami and go like, come on, if we hurry, we can still get in 15 minutes of study hall. Oh god, no, please! <laughs> <laughs> I got three swords for this! <laughs> All right. It's very important! She will try to sneak in later. <laughs> Tell me when it's a good time. So, Okami and Umeko take off, leave their armor, Leave the play. I do, I do take one of the swords with me. You take one of the swords? All right. You know it's just a prop, right? Yeah, but it's awesome. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. And so here we're going to split the party up. I'm going to roll the dice to see which of you we're going to go with. Odds, it is Abby and Panda. Evens, it is Cass and Alice. Oh, sorry. I should be using your character names. And it's Odds. All right, so when the queue for the army comes, that is a pathetic army of just one person. She's trying her best. She's trying her best. <laughs> They've given you no lines, Saki. So you have to run on stage and be menacing at Queen Nanami. Well, I do have intimidation. You do. You very much do. So when you step onto the stage, you can see... Everybody in the audience, all eyes are on you. Take it away. Try and intimidate Nanami. Um, I I guess I have a prop sword, and yep. so I. What is what is Nanami's character in this play? She's some kind of queen or princess. Okay, and you're supposed it, to be capturing her. 
Okay. We're trying uh, anyway. I take my sword and I I kind of glare at her with the the best of my intimidation abilities and I'm like ma'am I'm going to have to take you somewhere else <laughs> excellent alright so let's roll your skill check for that okay so, so do I roll both dice yes skill checks are always two dice you roll under your stat the stat that's relevant to your intimidation with your skill level as a minus to your roll Okay, so I rolled a five. All right. For intimidation, that is soul, I believe. So you rolled a five, and what's your skill level in intimidation? My skill level in intimidation is a... It's a level three. My soul is seven. So that would be a two. Okay. So... And my soul is a seven. And your soul is a seven. So you succeed... Let's see if Nanami has any kind of... Nope, she sure doesn't. She does not have any kind of defense against this. Excellent. I'm going to roll a soul stat, just a soul stat check, just to see if she can resist. Oh. Nope, she did not. You are extremely convincing. You brandish your sword at her, and you growl at her, and she cowers back oh no whoever will save me from this this it was supposed to be an army but (laughs) it's oh no this this horrible knight who's coming to get me she does not have perform so we're gonna roll another hmm, gonna roll a mind check for her to see if she convinces the audience one three and seven she does not (laughs) she looks like she's forgetting her lines you scared her right out of her lines saki oh no (laughs) oh no no. and aurelia that's your cue to come on the stage and rescue poor mommy from this horrible terrifying beast who is not only special to me as, you know, the princess or queen I'm supposed to be saving, but as my cousin, I come in with the most perfect of timing and say, fear not, fair maiden, I, your prince, am here to rescue you, brandishing my fencing foil, which is most definitely not a prop sword and probably should not be swung around on stage, but I am there if not, you know, I'm doing it for the aesthetic, right? Um, <laughs> And as somebody who has the art of distraction, at level three, this gives me the ability to distract a small crowd, um, one to 10 individuals, or 20% of the audience will be motivated. And I think I would do a soul roll for that. Yep. If you're using your art of distraction, that's another skill check. So you would be trying to roll under your soul with your art of distraction as a minus. Okay, yeah. So I got a five and my soul is eight. So I'm well under that. Excellent. So... Aurelia Kiryu steps on the stage and the spotlight hits her and she brandishes her very real sword, makes her speech, and the audience is wowed by it. They were a little unimpressed by Nanami's performance, but you've captured them completely. In the audience, by the way, you can see some familiar faces from the student council. Uh-oh. Miki and Juri are there. Miki is there. Dun, dun, dun. He's glaring at you, by the way. I pretend <laughs> I do not see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Now, we're going to switch over to our other group. So, Umeko and Okami, where are you headed? I am excitedly dragging Okami by the wrist toward the library, where we will be having a 15, no, probably a 10-minute study hall, and then we can immediately bop off to our extracurriculars, which for me will include the robotics club. (laughs) You might just make it in time. Excellent. So, you get to the library, and when you're there, you see somebody has blocked it off, actually. Like, there's a, a cord in front of the door. You know, one of those barriers that they use for crowds. It's easy to get over or under, but why would they do that? Why indeed? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Do you choose to go past it? Let me see. Is there a skill I can use to just, like, investigate and see if I notice anything else about the barrier, the setup, or if there's, like, any, like, thing posted up around the library that I'm missing? There's nothing posted. However, uh-huh. let's, let's see your character sheet and see if there is an investigation skill. If there isn't, you can just do a stat check. May I intervene? Mm-hmm. I don't remember your name, but you want to get in here, right? Well, yeah, we have to do study hall. Don't you remember me? I tracked you I down do, over three weeks we, you never actually told me. when you made that big mural. <laughs> that mural was very important to I me. Know. I know. Oh my god. Okay, look, I'm trying to help you. Okay, look, I can help you get in if you promise to not watch what I do, I can try and help you. I have burglary as a skill. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. But you better not run off. Like you did last time. Umiko turns around and, like, looks very sad. <laughs> Alright, so... I'm going to get with this. I am going to roll... I'm going to make a request here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll seduction on Okami to see if I can convince her to legitimately not run off. Alright. So, um... Love this. Let me check the seduction rules. Just give me a sec, because I want to see if there is a resist roll for it. Alright, first of all, Okami, do you want to try to resist this? Yes. Yes? Okay. So, Umeko, let's have you roll your seduction first, and then we'll determine what the difficulty is for Okami to resist. All right. Uh, so what skill is that for? What so what attribute is that for? Or for skill checks for seduction? That's gonna be soul probably. Oh wow! So I have nine with a with a bonus of a uh, minus one to my roll. So I have to roll less than ten to succeed here. <laughs> you can always critically fail. I literally rolled a ten. So yeah, that just got me there. Uh, I'd also like to point out that my character has five levels in appearance, which in the book states that when appropriate, you get a minus one per level on seduction checks. Yep, that is true. And this is appropriate. So technically, I guess you have a five. Okay, how do I resist this? (laughs) Why don't you not resist it? Okay. <laughs> Why don't you just let this good girl have the companionship she needs? You're literally her only friend. Oh, now I feel bad, but I'm committed. <laughs> uh, so, Okami, you're going to do a stat check to resist this. You get, hmm, you're going to do it at plus two to your roll because Umeko is very, very cute. Very cute. So, let's have you roll two dice. Roll under your soul, but you add two to your dice roll. All right, let's see. All right, let's do it. 
I rolled a five, so it's a seven. So you still resist. You manage to tear your eyes away from Umeko's heaving breasts and fluttering eyelashes. And, uh, I mean, she tried it on you. Didn't work, but... I I now feel kind of bad, but... (laughs) You should. That was incredibly (laughs) bad of you. I'm going to attempt to burgle this door while she's not looking at me. Okay, okay. Do you ask her not to look at you? Yes, I did earlier. Okay. Now, Umeko, do you comply? Uh, I am actually looking away. Okay. All right. So. Breaking and entering is my specialty. Literally. Mechanically. Yep. So this is, again, a skill check. Breaking and entering. What's that going to be? Is that usually intelligence or body? Hmm. For here, though, it would be probably body. Because this is not something that's like a super complex thing. It's just a crowd barrier. Yeah. So you're rolling under your body stat with your skill level in breaking and entering. Don't forget you're specialized in breaking and entering, so that gives you an extra um, minus bonus. Oh, I hate how they have that set up minus bonuses. <laughs> so plus so two, correct? You're rolling under your body stat. Be minus two. Oh, gets a minus two. Yeah. <laughs> a bonus of minus two. So I rolled a six minus two. That is a four, which is my body. You rolled equal to your body. Yes. That's a win. You wrench the little barrier aside. And, you know, it leaves a little bit of a mark on the door, but... Eh. Yeah, that's how it goes. Make it omelet. You gotta break some eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> the library is now free for you to use. I'm going to enter the, attempt to enter the library. I'm, I'm curious as to why it's blocked off, so I'm going to try to enter it stealthily and quietly. Okay. What's your... My stealth is two with silent movement. Okay, so that would be a minus three to your roll. And this is dependent on people that you can't see right now. So let me just check. Okay, make your roll, and somebody is going to be rolling against. Is it mind or body? Uh, this is going to be body. That is a nine. So with bonus, it's a six. Uh, that is a fail. Ah, so you try to enter the library stealthily. However, you accidentally knock over a stack of books on your way in, and suddenly some piercing wine-red eyes are on you, and a student in a strange uniform with pink hair is glaring at you. And he says, the library is off limits. Why are you here? Why am I here? Uh, Umiko will actually hear that knockover as well, so she is going to turn around at this point and kind of, like, look in the door and go, like, wait, you just wrenched that open? <laughs> um, Okami panics, because being seen is, is torment, and she's going to, uh, say, I'm here because, um, I'm secretly a werewolf, and that means I can go anywhere, um, pocket pistols, and she's gonna throw it and use, and try to distract it, art of distraction and fail. <laughs> Just run. Alright. <laughs> so you're gonna try an art of distraction your way away from Mikage. Pocket sand. <laughs> Alright, let's have that roll then. Is it which oh. one is it? Um soul? Yeah. Yeah. What is art of distraction give me? Um Art of Distraction. Uh, it, 
works the same way as your other skills. If however many levels you have in it are uh, minus this your dice roll. Uh, so that's an eight. My soul is nine, and that's plus four. I mean, it's minus four. So yes, that that is successful. I very distracting. I did throw a lot of pencils. <laughs> Some of them so, are valuable, and I will return for them. <laughs> you chuck a handful of pencils at Mikage, and he's momentarily shocked by your um, rudeness, actually. <laughs> but it's long enough for you to make your way out of the door. Umeko is actually going to pop her head in, like, go look back and forth, like, should she chase her her friend? Should she stay here? She, like, looks at, like, this weird student who she doesn't recognize and goes, like, oh, why is the library closed? Library's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, by the way, I'm also at this point extremely gone. I put it back to the, the play because that makes sense. <laughs> there are no ghosts there yet. <laughs> Umiko's gonna stay with this weird Mikage guy, just like actually legitimately ask him, why was the library closed? (laughs) I was told it was going to be open today. Mikage says, you were told wrong. The library is off limits because I need... He stops. And then he thinks a moment, maybe you could be of some use. Umiko is a little bit unnerved by this. He steps towards you. You look like a woman of intelligence. I, um... Maybe. (laughs) Perhaps you could help me. You see, I have some important research that I'm doing, and I could use some assistance from an outside hand. And as he says this, he's stepping closer and closer to you. He does not, however, seem like one of your hopeless flunkies. There is a distinctly menacing air around him. I am going to try something. Let me think here. This is going to be a little bit unorthodox, because I don't know if this will work for what I want it to work for, because the book has very specific definitions, and this is sort of a side grade. Can I try using my aura of command to basically, like, project, hey, hey, you know, personal space? Hmm. You can try, but let's see. Because the difficulty in this case, because you're doing it directly at Mikage, is going to be his stats. Okay. And he is... You're going to have, like, a difficulty of, like, ten. What if we did, like, a contested role and whoever beats our stat by the most is the one who's winning there? Mm. All right. Let's do it up. So, roll it as if it is a skill check, and I will roll Mikage's as if it is a skill check. And we'll see All right. beats it by Snake Eyes. Eight. So I only beat my soul by one. Yeah. That's um, not going to work. Because <laughs> he beat his by, like, seven. Yeah, okay. Uh, Umiko's just going to, like, literally stumble and fall on her butt. Because as she's backing away from him, like, uh, I'm a little <laughs> intimidated by you, my dude. His demeanor softens a little bit when he sees how unnerved you are. He smiles a little, goes down on one knee, and extends a hand to you. He says, don't worry. I think you can learn from me, and I can learn from you. And we're going to cut it there and go back to the theater. (laughs) All right, so 
Okami, <clears throat> you headed back to the theater? I sprinted back to the theater. You sprinted back to the theater. She thinks that, Okami thinks that, um, that obviously they both ran because, you know, the library's haunted. But <laughs> she will notice when she gets to the theater that she is alone and feel kind of conflicted about that. But she's already here and, well, <laughs> I don't know where to go. So she just kind of sneaks in the back. <laughs> go back backstage? Yeah, sneaks in backstage. All right, your army costume is lying there if you want to join the Army of One on stage. She's definitely going to put it on because, uh, for one thing, library is haunted, which means the school is haunted, <laughs> which is confirmed that her all her suspicions all along that Tori is either haunted or not real. <laughs> she wants to believe. Yeah, she will actually get all the old stuff again. And I think... She's torn between what to do because she's awkward and is really conflicted right now. So I think she's actually literally going to peek out from behind the curtains to see, like, are they just, are they, what are they doing out there? Are they still doing stuff? Like, I blend in here. All right. So I'm going to screw with the timing a little bit and say that you got there just after um, Aurelia Kiryu showed up on the stage and wowed the audience. So. You do have a chance, if you if you want, to uh, jump out and assist Saki in her portrayal of an army. You could do that. I have a sword to Nanami Kiryu's throat. Unfortunately, yep. I being I, I am a Chuni, like the biggest Chuni bio, like or bio, or however you say it. I don't know, but uh, I cannot resist attention, <laughs> um, even as I hate to be looked upon. So. <laughs> She is definitely going to jump out, like, both so- two swords out. It's like, reinforcements as loud as she can. <laughs> I see you have this well in hand, but I am also here, and, and also have swords. And Excellent. then she forgets what she was going to say, because there are people, and they are looking at her. So Saki is startled by this, and grabs Nanami's hand reflexively. Uh oh. Uh oh. (laughs) All right. Which I hope is a free action that does not have to take up my move. Yeah, no. You guys aren't in combat yet. (laughs) Yes. I was thinking instead of combat, we would do like a performance off for this. Sure. Yes. Yeah, instead of actually just running through combat. So I think you guys all have Art of Distraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to have an art of distraction off to see whether you, A, wow the audience, B, wow each other, and C, wow Nanami. Uh-huh. Ah. So, the reinforcements arrive. Aurelia, you yeah. must protect your your queen, your princess, your cousin. <laughs> I didn't know this was Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh. Is it the Red Wedding? Is that what we're doing? Not if I can help it. (laughs) (laughs) Look, the entire play is in your guys' hands right now. It can be whatever you want. (laughs) Okay, so Aurelia sees Saki grab Nanami's hand and just is not going to have it. She will not stand for this. And in her, you know, best, most commanding voice, says, Your Highness! Don't fall for the enemy's, you know, wiles. I shall protect you, no matter how many of them come. 
they all shall fall before my sword. And she kind of like points the sword towards both of them many menacingly as slashes in the air. Yeah. Excellent. I love it. Okay. So let's see what skills you have that are applicable. If you don't have any other applicable skills, you can use Art of Distraction. However, I do believe you could use your mind control if you wanted to. Mm. Because remember, we reworked mind control to be manipulation. And that yeah. would count. Or you could use your Art of Distraction. Right. For now, I'm going to lean into the Art of Distraction because I'm level three with that. Um, and I'm All also right. attractive level four. So it's just like... All right. Yeah. So... Actually, how we're going to do this is okay. I'm going to have like a pool of audience points and a pool of Nanami points. And every success that you get chips away at that pool. Uh -huh. So the audience has 20 points mm -hmm. and Nanami has 25. She is much harder to impress. She's harder to get. Definitely. All right, roll your art of distraction and tell me how many you succeed by if you succeed. Okay, so, oh, dearie. Okay, so I got a, I got an 11, but, but, but because I have art of distraction three, I would subtract three, right? Yep, yep, okay. subtract three, it gives you an eight. And my soul is eight, so that's so, a you succeeed. Barely. So you did not succeed at chipping away at any of the audience's points, uh, but they're still with you. They're not, you know, in the process of, of I'm not lost yet. the crowd. Yeah, That's okay. right. <laughs> All right. So, Saki, Okami, it's your turn. What do you choose to do? Is it both our turn, or? Whoever wants to go first. We don't have an initiative. Okay. Well, obviously, my supposed ally has been threatened, so I have to intervene, and I will, with a very unconvincing howl, because that's the thing that I do, because I'm obviously going into the warp spasm, werewolf mode, because that's definitely a thing that I can really do in real life, and I'm convinced <laughs> about it. Um, I will become a whirling whirlwind of world death. I actually said that out loud at one point, but I'm and hope that no one hears me, even though I want them to hear me secretly. <laughs> Excellent. So, describe to me what this looks like. Okay, I think she starts, like, she she, uh, she rushes in and then literally just tries to just, with arms out wide and, like, sort of 90 degree angles, just yeah. um, literally just do a fucking spin attack <laughs> in a goddamn platformer game. <laughs> Amazing. And, and you also howl during this. <laughs> Just yes. full anime yeah. attack. Just full, absolutely the worst show to anime ever made. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do this as an actual attack, or are you keeping in mind that this is a play? And she is. She is. She is actually trying to not actually hit anybody. Okay, so you're going to do your Art of Distraction roll. And yeah. Tell me how many you succeed by if you succeed. All right. Oh, wow. Um, I rolled a three, and Art of Distraction is four, so I have a negative one. Excellent. So I, like, right. I succeeded by ten. All right. 
You are extremely convincing. Your whirling attack is just terrifying to the audience. And your howls are, holy crap. <laughs> holy crap. They're wowed, actually. They're staring. Nanami is also staring a little disgusted, but also <laughs> kind of So, Saki. Your your reinforcement has whirled across the stage, howling. Uh, How do you I, to continue? So she's she's whirling at Aurelia, right? Or yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Well, since I'm supposed to be abducting Nanami, I take this moment while Okami is creating quite the distraction to uh, usher Nanami off behind the curtain as I I, I am kidnapping her. All right. So where is your, your art of distraction is four. However, in this case, I think I would give you a bonus for using seduction. Okay. Do you want to smooth her off the stage or do you want to kidnap her off the stage? Can I smoothly kidnap her? Well, I mean... (laughs) Can I I kidnap her but in like a little bit of uh, like... A little bit of gaslighting? I'm I'm kidnapping her but she gets a little flustered about it. Yeah, so I'm going to say that's seduction. Okay. I'm giving you a bonus of one to your seduction which should make it equal to your art of distraction anyway. Okay. And... Let's have a skill check on that. Tell me how many you beat it by. Okay, so I roll now? Yep. Okay, I got a four. All right. And you have the seduction at two, bonus of one, and you're specialized in women. So that's a minus four to that roll. Okay. So I basically got like a crit or, well, not a crit, but. No, it's, I mean, it's an unnatural crit kind of thing. But yeah, that's what I meant. I didn't mean like a crit, crit. Yeah, but you're you're rolling against your soul on that, and your soul is seven. Yeah, so you beat it by seven. You have utterly swept Nami off her feet, and right at this moment, her cheeks blush. She gets she gets flustered. She starts looking around. You can tell you've kind of broken her out of her performance mode a little bit. She's just starry-eyed looking at you for a second here like wow she goes you really remind me of my brother (laughs) oh no (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) what did you expect come on now it is exactly what i expected (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it's less it's not what we expected and more that we got so much of what we expected yep yep <laughs> all right but you've got her basically in the palm of your hand she actually grasps your hand back too Ooh, woo. Ooh, woo. now it's her turn actually oh uh-huh oh she's going to delicately protest you know in that way that maidens are supposed to but she's really very swayed by you. So she's got she's got quite the stumbling block there. Let's see if she can remember to be in a play and not be seduced by Saki. Oh no. She forgot all about the play. 
Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> All right. So what she does is she she looks down for a moment and she just her her cheeks are just bright red, just so so flustered. So and she she pulls her, your hand to her chest and she says, Please, please rescue me from this. My brother won't do it. Can you? And you don't know whether she's play acting or whether there's something real going on there. Do you not want to be in the play, ma'am? We can go do something else. <laughs> oh. She says, play? And she looks around. And then that shock of realizing, oh shit, I'm actually in a play. I'm on stage and everybody's watching me. Well, no, we're behind the stage because I spirited her off the stage. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. But she does see she's backstage. Holy shit, I'm in the play. And she goes, oh no. The entire thing is ruined. This is all your fault. And she stomps back onto the stage, dragging you with her. <laughs> we're going to cut there. So, Cass, we're going back to Umeko. Yay! Kage has just offered you some sort of partnership, maybe? Some sort of deal, maybe? I am doing an even Zerod's roll to decide whether or not she takes the hand. Ooh. Uh, specifically because he is both playing exactly to what she'd want to say yes to, but she has a very bad track record of guys helping her up and then immediately asking her on a date, and she's a little bit gun-shy. So, even she takes the hand, odds she doesn't. Let's see what we have there. One, two, three. It's odds! She is actually going to slap his hand away. Ah! <laughs> she's going to slap his hand away and go like, Sorry, sorry, I just, um, I, I, I don't really... I mean, um, oh look, it's, uh, it's robotics club time. I have been here for at least ten minutes. It's robotics club time. <laughs> Bye. And, like, scrabble away crab walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he does not make any attempt to follow you. But Ooh. he is, hmm, you can tell that he's a smart guy. And you did mention robotics club. Mm. So, let's see. You scramble out of the library. Mikagi stands there, watching you. He's got a little smile on his face as you leave. Where do you go? Hmm. Well, I think she's actually going to head to Robotics Club, because while I would love to do the uh, the metagaming thing here and say head to the stage because she's scared yeah, of him, in character, nothing, character, literally nothing would break also, I have literally the flaw red tape, which says beside it, obligations to extracurriculars. I have to go. <laughs> yeah, don't metagame, play your character. So she is going to bop off. She's going to actually try to go to robotics club. All right. So you head down the hallway through the building. I'm picturing Otori in my head. The robotics club is in one of the buildings that's closer to the back that's closer to the forest. It's in the high school building. So you head over there. And when you get to the robotics club, you know, when you usually step into that room, you are greeted by your wave of flunkies. Hello, 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 hello. However, today, there's something different. There's a new member. You can't see who it is yet through the crowd of Flunkies that should be paying attention to you that aren't 
paying attention to you. I'm going to go ahead and aura of command to kind of get them to like, guys, move exactly. out of the way. We have to, I have to greet this new person. I'm the robotics club leader. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you a, just a difficulty of seven for that. All right. They're your flunkies, but they are also really interested in this person. Do I get to get a bonus on that with my aura of command? Yes. All right. So what level do you have it at? Four. Aura of command four. Okay, so it's your roll minus four. All right. Eleven minus four. That's exactly seven. Exactly seven. Excellent. So you say your piece. Guys, get out of the way. I need to greet the new member. And they kind of snap out of it for a second. Look over at you. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yes. Our leader is here. Yes. Okay. And they part for you. And Anthe is sitting there. Oh. You know Anthe because you've run into her before. And she's playing with a small robot that you've never seen before. Huh. She looks up at you and she just smiles sweetly and says, Hello, I'm here to join the club. Umeko's heart is going to do a bump-bump notion for reasons she does not understand. Uh, <laughs> she is going to, like, kind of walk over and, like, kneel down and look at the robot. She's going to be like, I don't recognize this one. Uh, when did you build this? Oh, yes. I was bored last night. By the way, the robot, uh, looks kind of like a monkey. Actually. Oh, my God. It's, it's got these big round things on the side. They look like maybe they're speakers of some sort hmm. it's on the side of a round little head and then it's got little legs and arms looks like it can walk around on its own and like it might be used to project some kind of noise oh wow yeah so she's actually gonna like look down at this and i have mechanical genius and four levels of mechanical genius and two levels of mechanics which basically rounds up to six levels altogether. I'm going to try and ascertain, like, how hard would it have been to build this robot? Okay. This isn't particularly hard. I mean, you are a mechanical genius, so the difficulty on this is only, like, five. So make your roll. Okay. So the difficulty is five? So I have to be roll lower than five? All right. No. I, I went the wrong way. It's probably <laughs> is um, nine. All right. So roll higher. Roll lower than nine. And I'm rolling with a minus six on this. Oh, boy. Yeah. Five. Negative one. You can see that this robot is actually extremely complex. It looks like it can do things that aren't necessarily uh, evident from what the build looks like it looks like it's got panels that open on it and like when you ask to handle it and Anthony just you know nods her head she just got that little smile on her face and when you start kind of picking at it you see that this robot is like this is like genius level stuff she says she got bored last night and made it you built this in one night oh yes but the the, the servos and these microprocessors and did, did you write like I don't see an external control did you write a software program for this? Oh yes uh, uh, uh. I uh, usually visit with my brother on Saturdays but I had the extra time um 
Welcome to the club, Miss Himamiya. I am incredibly honored to have you joining our group. And uh, would you like to see our uh, robot for the upcoming inter-prefecture robotics tournament? Of course, she says. Please, show me everything. All right. Umiko is going to uh, get up and lead her to the back of the room where there's a display case covered in like a white drop sheet. She's going to pull the drop sheet off. And inside is the Otori Mark I. It is a squat little battle bot looking thing uh, with a little two little manipulators that are actually very well designed. One of them is holding what is clearly meant to look like a fencing saber, and the other is holding what looks like a little shield. Uh, and she proudly displays it to Anthony, and she says, we, this is the one we built last year. We're working on the Mark II right now. Unfortunately, we lost to the one that has the spatula and flips you over. <sighs> she nods her head. I understand. That one is very hard to beat. However, and she proceeds to go on and make several really good suggestions about the robot. Extremely good suggestions, actually. She points out, this is a weak spot. If you put more weight here, it'll be more resistant to flipping. This could be more flexible if you added another joint right there. She makes really, really pinpoint precise suggestions about this robot. And she says, would you mind if I worked on it? Not at all. In fact, uh, boys, and she like snaps her fingers and signals the funkies. Mm-hmm. Show Mrs. Himamiya where all the tools are. Uh, give her any help she asks for. I think we might have ourselves this year's championship. Oh, you, you let the demon in. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. All right. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you make mechanical rolls, and I'm going to have Anthe make hers, and we'll see how well this robot turns out. You've all got- right. Mechanical genius, yeah? Yep, I've got mechanical genius at level four, and I have just mechanics at level two with the specialization robotics. So, apparent, based on what I read in the book, that's apparently every two levels of mechanical genius also adds one level to the electronics and mechanics skills. So, I have level four in that, so I have two extra points on mechanics. So, that means you've got a minus four to your roll on mechanics, and. The difficulty on this is going to be a little harder than normal. Uh, I, I think it's actually a minus five because my specialization is robotics. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. This is going to be a difficulty of four because you're trying to do some really extensive modifications to this robot. All right. But Anthe is going to help you. So make your roll and I'll have her make hers. I rolled a three. Excellent. So that's going to be minus five, negative two. Alright. And she also rolled a three. So in record time, record time, you have modified this robot. She's been working on the software for it. You've been working on the hardware for it. You get this robot built in like everything works with mechanical precision, even with your flunkies handing you the tools you need right at the moment you need them, handing you the supplies. It's like it's like doing brain surgery or something. So orchestrated, so coordinated. There's a moment where the Umiko and Anthe reach for the same tool in their hands, brush each other's fingers. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to. <laughs> right, this is canon. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. Yes. 
So there is a moment when you and Anthony reach for the same tool and your hand brushes hers and she looks at you and she kind of smiles a little shyly and then goes back to her software, letting you have the tool. Umiko is beat red for the rest of that a couple of minutes. <laughs> and once you're finished the robot, she says, should we turn it on? Uh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm just, it's so beautiful. They should have sent a poet. It is splendorous. It's wonderful. It is so finely made. So it looks unbeatable, to be honest. It looks just perfect in every way. Umiko looks at the control switch and, like, starts to reach for it and then thinks better for a second and reluctantly turns to Anthony and goes, uh, Miss Himamiya, this would not have been possible without your help. I think you should be the one to turn it on. She smiles so sweetly at you, and she says, thank you, that's so kind of you. And she goes, and she flips the switch. And for a moment, the robot just hums quietly, a little louder, a little louder. The little LEDs in its eyes light up, and you can see it. It's, it's alive. And then it busts ass out of the room, <laughs> running down the hallway. <laughs> what? <laughs> And we're going to switch back to the play. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. <laughs> All right. So Nanami has just dragged you back onto the stage, Saki, and she mutters to you, we have to finish this play. But I want to talk to you afterwards. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I, I, I want it to be interpreted that when I say ma'am, I it would be the equivalent of in Japanese, I'm calling her like, like Kiryu-sama or something like, like I, I, I want it to be very clear that I am, am trying to defer respectfully to her because uh, she is a Kiryu and therefore I feel like I'm supposed to do that <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a goody goody. <laughs> she says, I want to talk to you afterwards and then takes on her queen persona again and says, I had a moment of weakness, but... Please rescue me, my prince. And she throws her arms out towards Aurelia Kiryu. Rescue me from the clutches of these, this evil, evil creature. And we're back into the play. We've got, actually, let's roll a dice this time just to see in what order people want to go. And I'm not going to use okay. any stats. Just roll one die and tell me what you got. Uh, three. Okay. I've got a one. Oh. Uh, Okami? Well, I rolled a five. Aurelia, give me another roll. Okie dokie. Five. All right. So, Saki, you get to choose first. What are you going to do? You've still got the audience is still hanging on there. They weren't completely blown away yet, but they're close. You can tell they're, they're into the play. Well, I, I feel like I've demonstrated, but I want to make this clear. Uh, Saki is not a good actress. She's a little too, she's pure of heart, dumb of ass, but she's trying her best. Yeah, and, and we respect her for it. Saki takes her sword, which was previously pointed at Nanami and instead points it at Aurelia and says, you cannot have her. All right. Now, Nanami gets to go and she basically just drapes herself across this chaise long that's on the stage and she's oh 
However will I go on, my prince must win. But that's all she's going to do right now. So, Aurelia, what are you going to do? So, I've got fencing club on the brain. And especially, you know, I have perceived that Miki and Judy are in the audience. And where I'm just, you know, pretending Miki doesn't exist, I am very aware that the captain of the fencing club is watching. And so mm-hmm. I decided this would be a great opportunity to show off my skills and try to disarm Saki, okay. even though she has a fake weapon. So okay. I'm going to, you know, kind of say, you know, you can't have her, you fiend, and uh, make a lunge to kind of knock this prop out of her okay. hand. So you're trying to disarm her. Yes. All right. We're just going to treat it as a called shot then. Okay. So if you want to use your precise strike on this can. Yeah, I'm going to do that because I'm not trying, like I am aware that I'm not, that I, I have a, a foil in hand and I'm not trying to hurt something, yeah. but I want to make this a very convincing performance. All right. So All right. let's have your roll. Okay. Oh, I had a three and my attack combat value is seven. So that's. That's definitely, definitely. Now, Saki, do you want to defend against this? Yes, I believe I do. Okay. I have rolled a four, and my defense is five. All right. Aurelia, so you slash your foil in a fancy, complex pattern, managed to get it underneath Saki's sword, her fake sword and almost managed to get it out of her hand but at the last second she jerks back and now it's okami's turn hmm. Hmm. so we have those two engaged in combat what is nanami doing she's lying dramatically on a fainting couch pining for her, her prince to save her i think that she is okami is now obsessed like she's really into this like this is really fun she's really into this role now so Uh-oh. she is also going to like double down on going after this so-called prince, yelling some lines about, did you really think it would be so easy to get what you wanted? And attempt to be very cool and flashy with swords. All right. So are you actually like attacking her or are you like, because this is still a play fight. Yeah, still a play fight. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to have you make an attack roll. All right. We'll see how well you succeed at it. Um, I do not do well because my attack value is five and I rolled an eight. Oh, no. (laughs) So you holler your lines and you race towards Aurelia and you drop your sword and you trip over it. And Yeah, that's fair. That 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 seems reasonable, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's and honestly, it's a stage production. It's not a real fight. <laughs> yeah, that sounds exactly what would actually happen to her. <laughs> yeah, and I just kind of look down at her, and I just I can't help but shake my head a bit. Like, you actually thought that would work, <laughs> Saki? It's your turn. I'm gonna do a leap attack but not a real leap attack, like a pretend leap attack mm-hmm. at Aurelia. Okay. I'm doing like what I think fencing would look like, but mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't actually know anything about fencing. So it doesn't, 
It doesn't look good. But I have rolled a five. All right. So you make a leaping attack at Aurelia, and Aurelia gets a chance to defend. Alrighty. Oh, dearie. Okay, so that's a six, and my defense combat value is five. So, yeah, that's not quite enough. Oh, no! So, the leap attack gets through, and because this is a stage fight, she manages to disarm you. Your foil goes flying. Your beautiful golden foil goes flying over near the fainting couch. And seeing this, since it's Nanami's turn, she says, Oh, for heaven's sake! Gets up off the couch, grabs your sword, and jumps into the battle, trying to stab Okami and Saki both. I'm going to make her rolls. Nothing but respect for my friend. <laughs> she is extremely, extremely respectable. This is all part of the plan, obviously. Like, I'm trying okay. to play this off. Like, this is exactly what I wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Ooh, she rolled really well. Oh, wait, that's a double attack. Sweet, so one more roll. Ooh, that's also a really good roll. So she leaps into the battle, pokes you very gently, Saki, in the chest with the sword, and then pokes Okami very gently in the chest with the sword. Both have a chance to defend, if you want to. Nope. Uh, she's already... After, after like, making a fool of herself, she's, she's fully out of character and now is a boost and <laughs> no attempt. Okay. Uh, Saki falls back dramatically, a little too dramatically, as if she may have tripped a little bit uh, in <laughs> surprise. So no attempt at defense. All right. Okami, do you, do you pretend to fall or anything, like, in character? Or you just stand there, or...? I gasp. I... <laughs> lose the other sort of I still have it and just sort of like fall over very dramatically. Alright. Uh, let's have you both give me an art of distraction roll. Okay. okay. And the difficulty right now is five. Okay, so I rolled the two. I rolled literally the target. Alright. You two managed to capture the audience completely. They're wildly cheering, actually. Everybody is standing up. It's a standing ovation. And Nanami hands back your sword, Aurelia, mm -hmm. and says, Thank goodness I had somebody to bring me a weapon so I could defend myself. And okay. then close. This is feminism. <laughs> it <True>. is. <laughs> I'm an ally to girls. <laughs> All right. And the four of you are standing on the stage. And Nanami says, I guess you'll do. You three need to come and talk to me tonight. And then she walks off the stage. She doesn't bother taking any bows or bows, sorry. She doesn't do any of that. She just walks right off backstage, fucks off somewhere else. What do you guys do? I, I do what I'm actually going to as quickly and as stealthily as I can bail. All right. Like I'm going to attempt to. I don't know if they would see me or not. <laughs> okay. Um, roll your stealth. Yeah, that's a that's a twelve before anything else. So no, I'm super obvious. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just like literally crawling, like literally just like I haven't even gotten up yet. I'm just crawling away. Like you can hear like the shuffling of all the necklaces that I put on for some reason. Oh wow! Uh, and then eventually, just 
kind of sitting up like, okay, look, I'm still here. Like, <laughs> Can I say in your attempt to be stealthy that you actually crawl under the curtain to hide from the yes. three people backstage, but crawl out in full view of the audience? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, it's just like, like, oh, right, there are people here. Ah, beans. <laughs> I do go. I I do go back behind the curtain. Defeated. Okay. Okay. Do you take bows or anything, or do you just bugger off? Well, is the audience still like hanging around? Are they expecting some sort of curtain call? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Good. So then Aurelia definitely goes out and takes a very elegant curtsy because she is, you know, trained in etiquette. Right. Excellent. Yeah. You know, and and says, you know, thank you all for coming to our humble production. The audience is wildly cheering, wildly cheering. In fact, the only person not giving you a standing ovation is this tall, light, purple haired guy in the back. I don't like this. Wearing a red shirt. Oh, no. He's sitting there. He's smiling. He's clapping, but he's not oh, standing no. like everybody else is. I definitely take note of him and like make a mental note that, you know, this is somebody I have to impress because I'm a curio um, and I won't stand for it. You have organizational ties to the student council. So you okay. know that that is the um, acting chairman. chairman. Yeah, the acting chairman. So he was watching this. Wow. Maybe he'll be impressed by you. I don't like this. Was that really such a good idea? <laughs> All right, but both Jury and Miki are there. Actually, they're in the front row. And Jury does seem quite impressed. Miki, however, is furious. He's glaring at you. I mean, he's still standing and clapping because he's a little bit, you know, spineless wimp, but. (laughs) (laughs) But. (laughs) Can Can I, like, you know, at this point, you know, kind of acknowledge him, but, like, in a dismissive way? Like, I, you know, lock eyes with him. But then, you know, just kind of, you know, eh, you're not really worth my time. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Okay, I do that then. All right. This does not make him happy. (laughs) And Saki, what are you doing? Are you going to come out and take a bow or are you going to bugger off? Uh, Yes, uh, Saki saw Aurelia go out for a bow and thought, well, uh, she seems like she knows what she's doing. So Saki's going to follow suit. (laughs) And walks out and she does, she doesn't do a curtsy. She does more of a bow and she does not notice anyone particularly in the crowd because she is doing the thing that you do when you are a little nervous in front of a crowd that you can see where she's trying to like look Mm -hmm. between people instead of like at any person because she's trying Mm -hmm. to pretend that she doesn't notice just how many people are watching what she just did. But but she has taken a bow and uh, is, I guess, on stage with Aurelia while this is happening. Excellent. So you take your bows and you actually get flowers. Like somebody comes up from the audience bringing roses. They're beautiful, by the way. So many different colors. You each get a bouquet of roses and the audience is incredibly happy they loved to play they thought you were stars really some people stay to talk to you if you will oh you know everything dies down the people leave the auditorium 
And y'all are free to head back to your dorms. Classes are over, extracurriculars are over for the day. So right here, we're going to switch back to Umeko for a minute. Umeko, your robot fucking bolted. (laughs) 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 So the first thing she's going to do is go, how? And the second thing she's going to do is go, ah! And then she's going to belt after it. <laughs> Anthony's just standing there with her hands covering her mouth and her hand, her eyes wide, like, oh my god, I don't know how this happened. Uh, as Umiko reaches the door, she's going to turn around and yell at her punkies, well, chase! All right, so you're going to chase the robot through the school. However... <laughs> However, <laughs> oh boy, that's a very bad. However, it's a very fast robot, and by the time you get into the hallway, you just barely see it turning a corner, and you run after it, and it's even faster than you thought. And it's a in the pool. So now it's roaming the school on its own. I set my fingers, turn to the uh, the punkies. All right, gentlemen. We're going to have to do this tactically. (laughs) And Umiko, I'm going to get sheets of graph paper out of my backpack from my school supplies and just begin drawing a map of the school using ruler and graph paper, like marking all of the corners and going like, we need to cut it off. We can try doing it here, 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 here. Uh, I'm going to try and basically use Aura of Command to inspire my flunkies to uh, work in a coordinated manner to try and block off the robot and have one of us kind of like you know, get yeah. get people at two ends of the hallway and grab it. Alright. Hmm. Do we have any stats for flunkies? Because I just want to see how effective they would be at doing this. I got the impression that some of that is on my aura of command because the way the book words that is that inspires or directs people to kind of uh, do a certain yeah. do tasks. No, I just want to see like if there's any um, any actual stats that I'm working with to begin with, and then yeah. I'm gonna work with that. That's fair. That makes sense. Okay, this is an easy game, but it's also a bad game, <laughs> or at least it's badly laid out. <laughs> the, a little bit. Book. Yeah. Okay, so a flunky should be built on ten character points. You know what? Maybe I'm just gonna use. Let me find them. There we go. I found something to use. Let's see. All right. So your aura of command works to inspire them, correct? It can inspire people to either run into dangerous situations or just like do things for me. Okay. We're going to give you. They're your flunkies already. So mm-hmm. aura would be easy on them. So you're gonna have a difficulty of eight to inspire them. Let's see how okay. well you roll, and then I have their stats, and your aura of command will modify their stats when uh, right. when they're searching. Alright? Alright, let's see how I do. That's seven. Alright. You got seven, plus, like, if seven was your roll, you also have, like, what, four levels of aura of command? I have four levels of aura of command. So, yeah, you easily, easily inspire them. Never underestimate the bond of the Otori Robotics Club. <laughs> well, they rolled pretty shitty, so. Um, 
they spread out across the school. They are combing the area, and actually, you know what? They do it pretty well. Nice. They manage to rule out a bunch of areas where the robot isn't, but they don't quite find where it is yet. And after, you know, an hour or two of searching, one of them says, we can work in shifts. We'll, we'll, we'll work all night. Why don't you go get some rest, boss? Thank you. Um, did any of you see what happened to Miss Himamiya? I thought she followed us. She did not. Huh. I should go check on her before I go back. Are you guys sure you'll be okay? And I pass him the graph paper map, which includes on it scratched off sections where we know the robot isn't from earlier searches. Yeah. Yeah. He says, we'll be fine. We'll find it. You're a good man. God bless. And she runs off to try and she's going to head back to the robotics club before she heads back to the dorm because she wants to see if Anthe is okay. Anthe is not there. She didn't follow you, and once you guys left, she seems to have gone off to do her own thing. Hmm. Well, uh, feeling a little bit defeated and betrayed by everyone and everything she's ever loved, uh, Umeko is going to kind of think things around and go like, well, this afternoon is shot. I didn't even have time for a study hall, which is very important. I am going to go ahead and head back toward my dorm. All right. So you all have roommates, because this is that kind of school. However, when you get into the room, and this happens to everyone, when you get into the room, you see that there's a little letter on your bed. Uh A little box beside it. Exciting. The letter has a red seal on it. Umeko, however, you have two letters and two boxes. So, when you open the letter that you all got, it says, you have been chosen. If you want to join the elite, wear this token tomorrow. And in the box is a golden ring with Ooh. a rose seal on it. Yes! Yes. However, Yumeko, you also have another letter in another box. And the le- the second letter that you get says, I would like to continue our association. You are a most interesting woman. And the box has a little pin in it. A little black rose pin. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. And we're going to call a break there. All right. All right. <laughs> well, uh, thank you everyone for listening to Act One of our Revolutionary Girl Usna Big Eye Small Mouth campaign. Uh, if you would like to follow this show on Twitter, you can do that at UsnaCast. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Alice, where can people find you online? They can find me online at Lyrewolf. That's L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. Um, that's on Twitter. I answer DMs and I answer ats, mentions, whatever they call them now. I don't know. Twitter is a hell place. And uh, Yasha, where can people find you online? Oh, should you wish to. Anna and I are always at ohtori.nu. You can 
find our shitposting on Twitter at O-H-E-O-R-I underscore. And uh, Abby, where can people find you online? So you can find me on both um, Instagram and Twitter where I'm most active at Abby Say Swords. That's A-B-B-Y Say Swords. Um, feel free to say hey. I haven't posted much cosplay lately, but that is something I do from time to time. And uh, Cass, do you have anything that you would like to plug? I don't know how active you are on the socials media. I have absolutely no social media. Please review Eight to Abolition's campaign and abolish the police. Hell yeah. And uh, if you would like to support this show and support uh, potential further uh, campaigns in this world, uh, possibly even with these same characters, you can do that over at our Patreon. Uh, You can find the link to that pretty much anywhere you can find us on the internet. And since this episode will be the first episode to go up in the month of August, if you have not seen on our Twitter page, where I will presumably also be posting pictures of this, the newest merch offering for our Patreon at the $15 level, the Mikage level, is an an acrylic charm featuring a drawing of Nanami as a cow that I did and that I love and I hope that I hope that the rest <laughs> of the world loves too. If you would like to get these are uh, roughly two inch wide acrylic keychains and if you would like to get one of those you can support our Patreon at the $15 level and give me your address and I will be shipping those out uh, at the beginning of September. That's the month that comes after August, right? Yes. I don't know my months of the year. I'm a very I'm I'm a I'm still in dumb jock mode. So I uh, <laughs> so I will be shipping those out on the first of September after everyone who has pledged through the month of August has uh, been billed for that. So keep an eye out for those. I'm very excited about them, and I hope everyone else will be, too. That's all the things that I'm going to plug. We have other things that I could plug, like our Tumblr, where I reblog Revolutionary Girl Utena fan art at imaginemeandutena.tumblr.com, or if you want to email us, you can do that at imaginemeandutena at gmail.com. But uh, otherwise, thank you for uh, joining me, everyone, for part one of this campaign, and uh, revolutionize the world, everybody. See you later.